I was I was jumping early on right here. You do. Real ass bitch, give a fuck by the nigga. By breaking back, hold five, six figures. Stripes on my ass, so he call his pussy tigger. Fucking on the skimming ass, rich ass nigga. Hey, I hate this part actually. I ain't gonna lie. Why did she extend the hard R? Like, dog, why did she do that? Like, <laughs> that shit's so uncomfortable. But then there's a reserv- there's a relevation. Reservation. Whatever you pronounce the word, man. Fuck it. We can't speak. Finals week next week. We gotta write. So your favorite city girl ain't JT or Young Miami. It's Little Boat. Little Yachty wrote the whole entire fucking song. Yeah, that's so crazy. Listen, don't you, ain't y'all ashamed of yourselves right now? The nigga, it was a man who wrote stripes on my ass. Now he called his pussy ticket. I feel like that falls more on y'all than us. I feel like females be like, we don't care. Like, do y'all care that he wrote it? Oh, no, we don't. I mean, no, we don't. But it's just like, it's City Boy season officially now. That's like, cool. It's City Boy season. Pink shorts, pink Nike. Go crazy. Orange shorts, gold chain, white tank tops, some white vans with some crew socks on. Girl, I'm about to be a hoe this summer. In Miami? <laughs> I'm about to be shit. safe. I'm about to have a many, many vids account. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, the original city boy is actually the nigga who was like, I eat my rice and cabbage. Ass so fat, he want to grab it. Mm. That's the original city boy right there. <laughs> the original city boy right there. But hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. You're listening to The Culture Report. I'm your host, Steve Sinalzador, with my lovely co-host. Davey. I miss y'all. I feel like we haven't recorded in so long. Because it's motherfucking snow out here, man. In April. It's April, my nigga. We still got snow. Blizzards. Blizzards. Hold five inches, my niggas. In April. That's why I hate Michigan. Just fucking hate it. <laughs> okay, first of all, I'm don't com- come for us like that. I can and it'd be, I will. It'd be pretty warm here. Yeah, but only like for how long? Like, Because you got May, June, July... August and that shit. That's good for a month. And by the time it hit October, you back to like 60 degrees. 70, 70 I don't three. need hot ass weather. I actually like 70s, like no more see, than 80s. See, I don't got a problem with 70s and 60s or even the 80s, but my God, bro, y'all only have it for like four and a half months. Five <laughs> if we lucky. Like we have That's had, fine. That's not dog. We had like what, two days of spring? Legit, we only had three days of spring. Like, I don't need hot ass weather. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about right now in spring. Okay, we yeah. Had three days of spring. Yeah, there is no spring currently. There's no. We still in late winter. Mm-hmm. Or early or late fall, whatever you want to call it. It's April. It's damn near May, my niggas, and we still got to deal with overcast and rain and snow all every day. There Good won't morning. be no sun. The sun won't be out all next week. By the forecast, it's finals week. You, that's a sign. We depressed out here. We stressing. We got one more week. It's going to be the longest week ever. This week going to be long we got, as shit. We got 70 on Sunday, and it's supposed to be sunny. It's supposed to be sunny. Damn, when that changed? I just look right now. No. I look this morning. And then 74 on Monday, but it's cloudy. Cloudy, damn. But then it go back down to the 60s. So maybe maybe finals week we'll get some sun and some nice weather. Look, I know I'm going to get some, some sun in the finals week. Miami. Real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. I don't care. Oh, oh you don't care? You sure? You, 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 you think I care? You, I mean, I'm gonna have fun. So like. Oh wow. Like, like, like you gonna, you trying to go there? We'll go where? You trying to have fun? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have fun. Like 
Or Miami, come on now. Oh, okay. But let's get to a little bit something more serious. You know, a little bit something a little bit more serious. <laughs> we have um, a despicable piece of shit named Lori Ingram. If you're not familiar with Lori Ingram, she told LeBron to shut up and dribble, like um, a privileged white old white lady that she is. Um, she don't know shit. She don't know shit about culture. She's uncultured. She has pale as her damn soul. Both alike. They look dead. Even with makeup on, she looked like she she belongs in a casket, my niggas. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's no there's, there's there's everything wrong with her. She acts like she's for the people, but she makes millions of dollars on Fox News. She's the elitist to the true form. Her and most of her contemporaries on Fox News. Just the I'm just trying to say they are pieces of shit. So she made a comment on Nipsey Hustle. During Nipsey Hussle's funeral, honestly. And, um, Emil, you can play the clip? Because I don't want to say it, because I want you guys to hear it. And hear how awkward this fellow, fellow casket member um, and her co-host, who makes a corny-ass Berlin joke, Urban, by the way, he makes sure he said Urban in the front, which, uh, you, don't, you, know, he, you know he wanted to say the N-word, but he mm-hmm. couldn't say it. So, so but it's so cringy, and this like... <clears throat> I'm gonna let you listen to it first. Go ahead and play that. ...to be fired after she seemingly laughed as she reported on Nipsey Hussle's death last week. Today in LA, thousands lined the streets to say goodbye to rapper Nipsey Hussle. Now, this dear artist recently released a song called FDT. All right, pause that right there, hold yeah, up. Don't. Now, um, she said recently, my nigga, that old that song's actually old. It is. I thought about that too. <laughs> that song's actually old. Okay. That song, I believe, came out in um, twenty sixteen as well. Um, yeah, it came out twenty sixteen on YG album, which is also another thing she got wrong. It's not his song. Nipsey Hussle was featured on it. It was on YG album, still brazy. So go ahead and continue play that. So thank you. Crazy part is you don't even hear his vocals. It's why G saying the part. That is true. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. That is true. Urban it was even. Like. It all began and ended with Irving Corny ass white people. So. Alright, you can stop it right there. Now, now. Now, now, lower, 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 witch, bitch, um, casket member. Listen to me very, very clear, please, please. And all of you guys who seem to be, you know, shaped and have this more view of a man who is or in a culture who has done far more good than you have ever done in your shitty, pretentious lives. Please listen to me closely. Why are you try- why are you disrespecting the legacy of a of a very, very good man, a great man? who has done all he has done in in his communities. I've said this in my last episode. He was building a STEM center for children to learn how to code and be proficient in in, um, science, math, and engineering, like, and technology. Like, come on. What are you doing with your money? You holding fundraisers so your president can, can feel good in his safe space? You giving out misinformation to the American people? Yes, black employment is at its lowest it has been in, in ever. But in, let's need some context. In Obama, it actually went down far more, far actually faster in his whole entire term, in the eight years term, than Trump has. Trump inherited at the time 
one of the lowest numbers of black, black unemployment in history, and it's only gone down by 1.4% in almost four years. Obama's actually went down by almost 8%. So four, you can argue 4% in each term. He's only at 1.4. What has he fucking done? If the past eight to 10 years, it has been precipitously going down, what has he done exactly? It already was going down. Why are we giving credit for this man for that? For that? He, he, he was, it was already doing that, number one. Number two, you obviously don't know shit about our culture. You don't have a soul in your body because if you would know the things we know and the things he, Nipsey Hussle has done for his community, you wouldn't have done this at all. You want some brownie points? You want a brownie points for a man who's posting Game of Thrones memes just because of the Mueller, the Mueller report? He feels vindicated when really he's not? That what you, is that what you're doing? You could have brought up any statistic except black employment, but you knew it was a black man who died, who passed away, made a song, made, made an anti-Trump song, and you try to spin that to, I don't, not, your, not your black viewers, no, you try to tell you said that to your white viewers so they can keep relaying this information. But how could you hate Trump? We have the lowest black employment ever. It's already was going down. And most of those jobs in unemployment, this was even under Obama, they're minimum wage jobs. They're not jobs that's actually getting us paid to make a good living. Niggas be working at corner stores. We're gonna have fucking retail shops. Is this, is this like this is what they don't tell you? Like is this what you're supposed to be proud of? You're not making a living wage? We got to keep making 32000 at a place for 40 hours a week and work overtime just to live? Is that what you guys are, are just pulling out through the airwaves? It's like, hey, we have unemployment rate that's so low that you're not, you only go, now you're going to pay 40000 Was it worth it? you have anything to say? Man, when I saw the video of what she said, I, I just felt... I just felt sad just because, I mean, it's sad that she even felt, the fact that she had the audacity to make this comment about someone who has passed away, I just felt like it was just out of line, out of place, and overall, I just felt sad about the whole situation. It's, it really, I mean, I'm not surprised because Laura Ingram is a known piece of shit. Like, she has made comments that has offended even the Parkland shooting. Um, um, Gosh, she, about the uh, LeBron James talking about what do you when he opened his school? Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, when, this that. is when this when she said told LeBron to shut up and dribble. It was when he opened a school in his hometown in Akron, Ohio. What has she done? Has she done anything like that? He opened a whole school. And he tell a man shut up and dribble. Do you know that school has actually exceeded all expectations in terms of test scores and grades? Those kids are passing with flying colors. Side note, do you see what happens when you give, give minority children the same equipment, the same books, the same chances as kids, white kids in rich areas? They do, be, they do just as good, is not better? Like, have you got not noticed that yet? That shit happens all the time. How many times you got to hear stories like this? Why is it a surprise? Why is it a surprise? That is it a surprise that we're exceeding expectations, or you, or you just not giving us a chance to even show you guys that we are just as good, smarter, if not better, smarter than your children? That's another story for another day. I'm about to say. But Laura Ingram has a history of this. Fox News has a history of this. Go back to Bill O'Reilly. 
another piece of shit. He had to settle millions of dollars for sexual harassment um, cases. This is millions. Like, every, it was more than dozens of women coming out and said, he either said something vulgar, he tried to, he assaulted them sexually, and paid, he was on air for years. This has been going on, this has been going on on Fox for decades, ever since Roger Ellis bought it in the 1980s or 70s. I forgot exactly which one. This has been going on for years. How is this still a credit? Why do we still take what they say seriously? Why do people still take that as a holy grail of information that you should always keep inside and say that's a fact? I, I guarantee you that was the President Trump who got shot and killed. She won't be saying none of the things he's been accused of. At all. He has been accused of rape, sexual assault, and harassment. He was he walked into a room full of naked women during his one of his broody pageant shows, and mo and some of those women were underage. He did say, you know, what what did he say in, in that bus interview? Um, grab him by the pussy, and they let you do whatever you want. Huh? Excuse me? Oh, but you're not gonna bring that up if he died. Oh, hell no, you're not. You're gonna say he had the lowest black appointment in history. That's what you're gonna say, huh? It was not, it's not even his his doing. Do you know what Trump has done? Actually, he has ruined the lives of farmers. And we in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, there ain't nothing here but trees, wind turbines, and farmers. <laughs> oh my bad, and some dirty ass um, F one fifties. Literally, that's it. Literally, that's it. I've I'm you want to? I've seen what how how it's affecting them with all his. Trade wars that really isn't helping anybody, nor the economy. They shut down a motor. A G, was it a GM factory near Flint or Warren? I, I forgot which one, but it happened late. I think it happened earlier this year or late last year. They closed a GM factory um, because of the still still tax um, that um, that had to be raised since he he's having a trade war with China. So, so I mean, oh, but you ain't gonna talk about that either, aren't you? I mean, because it's not positive. What about the stock market? Oh, he hasn't talked about that either because it hasn't really been that good lately or as high. It, it wasn't sustainable because that happened under, under Obama as well. Once he took over office, it, it had that little high, then it went right back down to consistently. He hasn't talked about stocks in years. But you're not going to do that because he's, cause, cause he, he's, he, he's your everything. He's your meal ticket. You have to talk about him and suck his dick just to get some ratings. Oh, wow. It's true. It's true. Every news station criticizes this man except Fox News. Every news station. Only two people who, who, do, who do criticize him are Chris Wallace and Seth Smith on that station. Everybody else, they make excuses for this man. They all bring in the same talking point when really factually it doesn't stand. Lori Ingram was like the head. It's like, if, no, actually, no, she's second in command. It's Tucker Carlson. Another huge piece of shit. But, you know, are you proud of yourself? And, and, no, this is an overarching thing. You can even get to hip hop and how it's misunderstood by a lot of older white people still to this day. Let's take it for example, let's transition to Old Town Road. We've all heard the song. Mm -hmm. If you play Red Dead Redemption, you probably seen the song while you're riding your horse, because ain't no music in the background. <laughs> like, like, come on now. Like, the song is really short, but it started off as a meme. And it grew from there, which is crazy because now meme music can actually get charted on the Billboard 100. And it's just, it's just wild to me. Like, it, it was made as a joke, and then it's the number one song in the country. But in between that journey, Billboard took it off of um, the country Billboard charts because it didn't have enough country elements into this. 
And that was really strange to me because um, there's a song by B.B. Rags and Florida Georgia Line called Meant to Be. And they use actually hip-hop elements in their song. Mm. And it was the number one song on the the country billboard charts for 50 weeks, almost a whole year, two weeks away from being a whole year. They use the drums and the way they sung it is how R&B songs are made today. It was legit a shitty-ass R&B song with a hip-hop drum, um, the hip-hop drums with a fucking shitty guitar over some ter- over some basic vocals that anybody could do in a, an R&B song. <clears throat> Just put some damn uh, art of tune on it, reverb the verse, put some equalizer, you good. Sound, sound like every other nigga. That was number one on the fucking... Bur- Most of the songs on the country, country top 100, top 50 use hip-hop elements in some way, shape, or form. All of them. Hip-hop has become the number one genre in the world. I keep saying this over and over again because it's true. Hip-hop, an extension of black culture, is the number one influence in America right now, period. And it's been that way for years, for years. Country actually started off, it was a traditional country was inspired by black folk artists in the 1920s and 30s. Cowboys, and black people are synonymous with apple pie, baseball and, that, and all that Western and Southern shit as much as anybody else in this country. One out of four cowboys back then was actually black, African-American. Put, that, put that, all that in perspective now, what was started in and what's happening now. Full circle. Most of those artists in the Bob, Billboard Top 50 are white. All of them use hip-hop elements. Black culture. Is that a coincidence? Because nobody want to hear that, that nasally-ass voice anymore. It's not a coincidence, but they took it off the, the, the billboard charts. So then Lil Nas X came in. He got Billy Ray, Ray Cyrus, the GOAT, the GOAT Billy Ray Cyrus, mm-hmm. the GOAT. Way better than Molly. I can't stand Molly Cyrus. Oh, I can't fucking stand that bitch. <laughs> what Molly do to you? Oh, man. I would never forget her for, for coming in half naked, talking about 23s on my feet, Jays on my feet. And then she talking about, I don't want it. I don't like hip hop no more. Hip hop is way Jay's too vulgar and sexist. Jays like, on my feet. She, her, her career was dying. She used hip hop for a pick me up. And then she bounced when, when she got what she wanted. That's all, that's all she did. Fuck that bitch. And that's when the song became number one. It's actually number one song in the world. It, break, it broke Drake record for the most streamed song ever. Wow. It beat God's plan by, like, I think 30 million streams. I mean, there's a science behind it because um, I think, isn't God's plan, like, four or five, four minutes long? And Old Town Road is half of that. Mm. So because, especially you put it on repeat, you know, you get two listens compared to one, one listen of the of God's plan to Old Town Road. So that those kind of, but still, that's still a lot. 30 million more and still growing? It's been number one for, like, two weeks now. I got the horses in the bag. Boosted, wait, Pat is mad at black. Got the booster black to match. Like, come on, can't, can't nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> you can't tell me. Hey, like, 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 the song is catchy. It's it catchy. Is. It uses country. It, like, what is country music now today? I don't know. I really don't listen to it, no. I don't listen to country either. I used to listen to it when I was younger. I'm not going to hold you up. I only like that one song by Carrie Underwood. Okay, yeah. I like that song, too. I used to really listen to Taylor Swift when she was real country before she went pop and then pop country. I always hated Taylor Swift. I really used to love her. Like, her little girl songs, I really used to just... I was more Katy Perry. 
Okay, but Katy Perry not country. I know, but I'm just saying. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> anyways, as we were saying. I'm hot in your Coca-Cola. shit was fire. It was another song, too, that we sung at my fifth grade graduation. I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, I used to kind of like country oh, when I was shit. younger. Damn, fifth grade. Oh, wait, 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 fifth grade grade. What did that? I sung Lean On Me, actually, on my fifth grade graduation. Mm-mm. Ours was... It was something about writing, yo, spreading your wings. It was, oh my gosh, <laughs> I wish I could find it. But it was a country song. We had to memorize it. I was singing my little heart oh, out. Nah, we didn't do that. I think we saw, we saw, I only saw I remember Lean On Me, and that's about, I, damn, I don't even remember my fifth grade graduation like that. Gosh, you know how long ago that was, actually? Like, <laughs> that was like a, a good, long ass time. Damn, I was like a good seven, almost 12, 13 years ago, maybe 14. Shit, I'm old. So, like, so, it just, it, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. What is what is country music today? Country music today is hip-hop. It's like, all right, all right, look, all right. We gonna, let, let, let me summarize this like you for this. Let's take, let's take hip-hop, right? Hip-hop is Kim Kardashian. Country is Reggie Bush, new girlfriend slash wife, who's like the knockoff version of that. Not as good, not as rich, but still kind of similar. That's it. That's it. It's literally, that's all it is. And people who actually, you know, live their life by this culture, because it's not just you can pick up what you like and you just disown, take off every, everything you don't like. Or, oh, that doesn't suit me. Oh, that's so that's bad for me. We don't get to have that right as, because this is, this is not just something we just listen to. This is something we live by. Mm-hmm. This is something, this is like, this code in a lot of the songs. A lot of the things you hear, we live by, we stand for. Like, hip-hop is, in terms of genres, it has the strongest vocab of any genre ever. In terms of messaging, hip-hop has more messages in the song than any genre ever. In terms of word, anything you want to go by that says, that you try to make the argument that hip-hop is just dumb and uneducated people making music, you're stupid. Because every statistic show is the opposite. Every stereotype you have on hip-hop does not hold any weight today. Hip-hop is so popular. I remember freaking I was in elementary school and middle school. It was kind of weird to hear white people talk like you. Now, everybody talking like African-Americans. Everybody. It's not even a problem no more. 10, 15 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, we was called uneducated. You couldn't speak proper English at all. You were dumb. Now, everybody's saying all the words we've been saying for years. And there's no repercussions for it. Black culture has become American culture just like that. Just like that. And think about it. I knew, I knew black culture has, has officially become American culture when white people finally learned the word twerk. And they started doing it on national television. When that happened, oh shit. And we let that shit slide. <laughs> twerking always been here. It just hasn't always been referred to as twerking. Yeah, it hasn't been. Re- but once they got Becky on that way. Becky know how to throw her bag since middle school. Look, man, Becky only knew that because of Sir Mix a lot. Becky got, um, I like Big Bust and I cannot lie. <laughs> or Two Live Crew, I Me So Horny. That's it. Or Luther Campbell, um, uh, Scarred. Like, like, come on. Like, there were certain songs where you know that was a twerking song. Juvenile, um, we taking over the, ni- the 99s and the 2000s. Like, like, but it wasn't like, it was kind of look, looked down upon. Okay, I see what you're saying, yeah. And now they started doing it on national television? 
on talk shows, on news sets, on social media, yeah. on the same corporations? I mean, you be seeing all them uh, news reporters who be dancing and doing all the moves, and it's like, it's, it's cool now to be doing yeah. stuff because it's, you know, it's our stuff now. Dog. I definitely know that. This one white man did, a, did the world, the whole internet go, went crazy. Like, what? Think it just did the... And y'all acting like you want to bring him to the cookout? What the fuck? That's because he got a little rhythm. Look, I can't dance for shit, so I was low-key jealous anyway. I feel ashamed. <laughs> but, like, come on now. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, black culture now is so accessible and has always been. It's just they always just look down upon it. They didn't want anything to do with it. It's always been accessible. You always could have been a part of it. We did it, mom, because we saw that as a way for for us to t- for for you to learn our struggle, our plight, what we go through, how we live our lives day to day. Yeah, we can have all the fun, all the twerking, but you going There's also plenty of rappers who tell you the conditions a lot of black people have to go through every day, various conditions. And but that's not that's not the part that they take away. They take away. They extrapolate all the other things, all the fun things, and be like, oh, I don't really want to hear that. Oh, I just want to turn up. I just want to have fun. I don't want. I don't want anything that's too dense. I just. Want, I just want something really light. Mm-hmm. Old Town Road is, is, is exactly what people want. It fits that thing. It's light. It's funny. You hear it. You, it only lasts like what? The original song was not even just barely over two minutes. I think the remix now is like three. So, yeah. so it's light. As he he's repeating the same thing. You hear Billy Ray Cyrus, the goat, Billy Ray Cyrus, just doing his vocals on the song. You're like, oh, it's really catchy. No one want to listen to a damn Davey song. Over and over again. I definitely saw his comment. Oh, he, he was he, he was hating. He was hating. Like you can have like I get. He's not saying his opinion is wrong because honestly, his music subjective. You can like the song or not. Right. You can love his song or not. But like I don't think that was necessary for him to go on line and say it. Yeah, I wonder what was his point. I mean, obviously everybody can say you know like you said if they like or don't like something. Yeah. But I saw the video, and he kind of just, I don't know, after I watched it, I was just like, I wonder what made him say that. Probably kept, probably kept hearing it. Probably kept seeing it on his timeline. Yeah, and probably just like, this shit dumb. <laughs> this shit really dumb. Because, like, the thing is, the song, the reason why the song has this impact is done, because it's just more than just, it's a good song. The song bangs. The remix is fire. The original, it felt short and unfinished. The remix slaps. Like, it slaps. But it was the whole thing of, Wow, you can take our culture yeah. and add it to yours and have your whole billboard chart full of hip-hop songs with hip-hop elements, and we get no credit for it. But as soon as a black artist do it, it's like there's not enough country elements. Your country music is country music is nothing more than hip-hop right now. Yeah, and then another thing I think, especially, like, black Twitter went crazy when, like, they added it back to the Billboard once Billy Ray Cyrus was doing yeah. it. And then Miley Cyrus yeah. commented about it being her father's song instead of, you know, her, the original This, this artist. is why we don't like Miley. So, like, <laughs> so like, exactly. They added the song once a country artist was on it. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, given it is Billy Ray Cyrus, but... It was already a country song. Ex- yeah, exactly. Like, what, what different... So, so are they doing it based on who's on the song now then? Because I can get a country singer... I mean, it pop, I, I wouldn't. It depends on how good the, on the singer vocal range is. But let's say um, I'm I'm um, Ray Schremer, mm-hmm. and I get and I'm known for very for for trap beats with a mix of an EDM. Instead of going after the usual people, I would have to probably go do Young Thug, um, some singers, Gucci Man. I'm like, hey, let me get Tim McGraw. 
is that a country song now just because he's on the song? On a song purely for the number trap beats? Country slash hip hop. <laughs> just because he's on, like, that kind of music is not based on who's on the song, it's based on how the music sounds. Right. So then that even further proving the point, and that is, it started a whole movement. Where it's, it's already been started slowly already, but now it just expedited expeditiously. It expedited <laughs> that process with now black people are starting to just reclaim what free grew. But we started. That's a very beautiful thing right there. So, I mean, that's my thoughts all the time. I've been, I've been holding that in for a minute because <laughs> I couldn't say it last week because of the snow. Fucking hate the snow up here. But then... While country, you know, while white people is wilding out here, we got a nigga who is truly wilding out here. And he said some very disrespectful comments. Well, yeah, it was disrespectful. Kodak Black, when on an on a IG Live, was it IG Live? Just a straight up IG video. It was IG Live. I think it was IG Live. Yeah. So he was like, you know, I'm going to give Lauren London three, two, I'm going to give her a year to cry. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna give her a shoulder whenever she need to lean on something like that, but the internet wasn't fucking with it. Rappers wasn't fucking with it. The game torched this man. Ti, who else was it? Was it Big Boy? Big no, a Tank actually. Mm. Tank. It was a lot of people, but you know. So honestly, when I first saw it originally, I'm like, okay, I don't see anything wrong with it. But then I saw a comment, and someone said. Notice how they're speaking up for Nipsey and not Lauren. They never, they always mention her as his wife, but they don't mention her by name and, and, and directly defending her and saying, it was like, that was that was really interesting to me. So how do you explain more? Like, for like, especially, particularly the game comments, he was like, yo, don't, don't be talking about, you know, you no know, Nipsey like that. Don't, don't be doing that to my nigga, dog. Let his family rest. Like, he was particularly kept referencing Nipsey and showing that. You know, he has respect for this man, great man, which he was, but viewed, but in eyes of many people, he just viewed Lauren as just, I won't say a possession, just an aspect that came with Nipsey, not a singularity on her own. I mean, I don't really see anything wrong with that. Honestly, I don't, I don't see the problem just because in this situation, like, Obviously, yeah, she is herself. She's yeah. she's Lauren London, yeah. like, but in she a, has a name, but yeah, outside of Nipsey, yeah, right. But in this scenario and in this situation, you know, people back. people are mourning for her. <laughs> Shut. <up. laughs> I'm sorry. I just, the scene came up in ATL. Give me when he snatched the chair. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Anyway, people are mourning for her. mourning for him is mourning for her. Like yeah. they're. They're a they're a couple. They're a whole. Like they're together. Like so, I don't really see the problem in them defending Nipsey because at the same time they're defending because they're defending his family and she's a part of his family. Like I don't really see. Like I don't see the problem. Yeah, I mean, I, see, me, me either. It just it was an interesting point because I guarantee you their intentions weren't to disrespect or minimize Laura London herself. Yeah. They they just saw because honestly he didn't really say any anything bad about Nipsey in the video. He was just saying that Laura London has a year before I shoot my shot. That's essentially that was essentially what, what. And I think like as a men like correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like if a dude sees that like you disrespecting that man, like you disrespecting 
like him. So yeah. I think that's why people was defending Nipsey say like you not my disrespect my man like his girl like that's as yeah. a man you can't just say that about his female like yeah that's 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 what I agree with you that's what exactly what they was hinting on mm-hmm. so but the way that was wording it it's to to some people it seemed like oh is she is Lauren London just happened to be Nipsey Hussle's girlfriend then or wife. Like is that's all she is? Like she's a whole person as well. This this comment is truly disrespectful towards her because not truly Nipsey. That's I mean, where that argument came from. Right, I get what you're saying, but I don't think they meant no harm. Like yeah, by the exactly. way they were saying it, so yeah. that's why I feel like the argument isn't really like as strong because I doubt they was just like you know forget her. Like I'm not even thinking about her. Like yeah, exactly. it was just kind of like um you know trying to stand up for Nipsey wouldn't which you know also stands up for her, her as well yeah. because you're not about to disrespect him which is in with the whole situation disrespect disrespecting her so like they you know protecting him and her at the same exactly. time I feel like so you know the, but just reading that it did make me think and I'm like you know and that's the, that's one of the good things about social media and just even just talking with people cuz this you you're going to hear some ideals and or some thoughts that make you sit back and actually think about it and even if you disagree with it it's a good thing to explore it because then it, it, it allows you to critically think and better understand and assess the situation or anything that's been said or is done. But back to Kodak Black, he shouldn't have said that at all, honestly. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, mean he should have. It's him, like, but it's, not it's on Kodak. IGY. So, right, that's nothing to, yeah. I don't know. In his mind, I think he, in his mind, I don't think he saw anything wrong with that. He probably no. was like, I'm going to give you some time and then, like, I'm going to shoot, I'm my, shoot shot. my shot because yeah. I want you. And, like, in his mind, he probably was like, I'm respecting her because I'm giving her her time. But I just don't think he shouldn't, he just shouldn't have verbally said it. He should have just... Kept that inside. Kept that inside. Or and, not recorded. Yeah. Just say just told his personal yeah. friends, you feel me? And just, like, shoot, shot his shot a couple years down the road. Like, yeah. I mean, because... It was all about the timing. It was, and that's when what made it worse was his apology video, which yeah, really wasn't an apology. He was like, "I'm sorry if I disrespected you, Lauren, even though I didn't." An RIP to dude. That's much more disrespectful, in my opinion, than the initial video that started this, because you gave you gave a half ass apology. Then you're showing now you're showing you're not even um, apologetic at all for what you said. And then you said R.I.P. dude and just like... Right. In a very disrespectful manner how you said it. So that that one's much more of a problem than the original video because that it shows that he doesn't really understand That's what, what I'm saying. Done. That's why I'm like, it's, it's Kodak. So it's like... Oh, yeah. And he's a soft Florida nigga. Like, like, <laughs> that's why I'm like, I mean, you can't really... Not, not you can't blame him because you have to hold him accountable yeah. for the things he said, but like... It's him. So it's just like... I think it's, even if it's him, he still has to... He's, this is one of those situations where his boys or someone on his team should be like, yo, yo, you already got a lot of shit going on in terms of court cases. You already got a lot of controversy in the media. We don't need more shit right now. Like, yeah, we I don't really know who don't. this PR person is, but... Yeah. Look, like, and he's a South Florida nigga. Like, he's from Pompano, Broward County. Like, South Florida niggas do not care. On top of that, he's Haitian. So, like, he truly <laughs> does not care. Like... This man has said, he's done and said a lot of things, and he has no remorse for saying or doing it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he shouldn't have said it. And, like, on your point with with, um, people saying they didn't respect Lauren, um, I disagree. It was just how they framed it, how they said it, 
and the way they said it, it, it kind of gave off that feeling. But they wouldn't go as hard as they did if, if especially what he originally said and what was meant for towards Lauren. They wouldn't went as hard as, as they did if they didn't respect her or feel like that was disrespectful towards her. Even though what they said may have seemed different. Their attentions were clearly, yo, you see that she's grieving. Like, it's not even been a week, my nigga. What you doing? He hasn't even been laid to rest yet. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And and that's I think that's what that and that's where one of those times where social media where it could be bad now, where intent especially on social media where your intentions often don't match with what has actually been done. And with social media you can always hypercritical criticize everything to the most minute detail. Like it's, I know we've seen times where you just take a random picture. You think everything's straight, and you got that one motherfucker who zoom in all the way to the background and be like, "Damn, why your jaws on the floor dirty as shit?" <laughs> like, or like, like we don't. Like, that just happens on social media. Yeah. And they take every word, and you're not precise in what you're trying to say, or you just use the wrong a, a word that doesn't really fit. They can spin a whole narrative against you, and social media, you can just ride if the wave. The, the initial wave um, surge of that wave is strong enough. It's, it's, it's hard to just get out of it because people just going to see that tweet. Damn, that's fucked up. Retweet it, like it, and keep pushing. Not even go back and check on it. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, they hip-hop stars, so it doesn't really affect them like that. But for the average person, it really could. I can cost you everything, like everything you work for. So just be careful on social media. Kodak Black, he also did get arrested recently. That's mm-hmm. from Canadian border. border. I know T.I. Snitch. Uh, he, yeah, he's covered. I mean, he covered his face with money. I know. And that's from that obnoxious ass fan. Oh my God. God, I hope. God, I hope if I ever become famous, I'll have no dick writers like that. Duh, that shit was embarrassing. What happened? There was a, you didn't see the video where he was walking out and then the fan was like, Yeah, my nigga got out of jail. Yeah, that's that nigga Kodak. I did not like, see that. Oh <laughs> he followed his man to his car, like, Yeah, yeah, my nigga, come on. Like, yo, just take your picture and go, though. Like, mm-hmm. like, you can't even see his face because he covered his face with the money. So, like, you took a picture. So extra. <laughs> Niggas are extra. So, but, you know, now let's get into some good ass music because it's been a good two weeks of music. So, what do you want to talk about first, Anderson Park or Khaled? Uh, Anderson Park. All right, all right, all right. So Ventura, which a lot of people are calling the true successor to Malibu, is Anderson Park latest album, dropped last week. Yeah, last week, and I would say, whoever said those initial thoughts are truly correct. That album is sensational in every true sense of the word. That album. From from the very first track to the last, is just very enjoyable, enjoyable and pleasant to listen to. The content, Andre three thousand. Oh my God, this man! I'm so mad he doesn't really have an official solo album. Cause love, I I count um the love below, but it was really a a, a double album with him and Big Boy. Mm-hmm. So, but man, every time he's on a track, he just he just makes it his own, like. That's that's just fucking incredible. And he had Smokey Robinson on there, another beautiful track. And you know, the album is just, you know, we probably you know, we probably could do a deep dive next week into this album. Because I mean, I've I've heard it plenty of times, but to actually get like a lot of the content, we probably could do a deep dive next week. Yeah, I'm gonna say how I feel. Yeah. Okay. I like the album, but I don't like it as much as I like Malibu. But 
my favorite songs are Come Home featuring Andre 3000. Mm-hmm. I really like that song. I felt like it was a great opener. Um, I love Good Hills with Jasmine Sullivan. I love Jasmine Sullivan. She is so underrated. Yeah, oh. I love that. Um, I also did like Chosen One with Sonia Elise. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. And then Jet Black with Brandy. Um, I forgot Brandy was on the album. Shit. Yeah. I, he had a good selection of people on his album. I I like that. Um, I did like his songs. The reason I don't like it as much as Malibu, um, I feel like a lot of his songs on his new album sound the same, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I see, um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they all kind of, like, have the same kind of, like, soft, like, that, like, soothing. And I, I like it, but it was getting to a point where I would listen to it, and I was just like... It sounded just like the past song, so yeah. that's why I feel like Malibu was that's, just a little bit better. It had a little bit more diverse. I would I would agree with that because Malibu, it, you can argue the consistency in in the in track in the tracks in the fill and and fill and just overall vibe wasn't as consistent as this new album, but because he experimented more with the instrumentals and different song genres, like Come Down sounds nothing like um um what's the very the bird. Mm-hmm. So like those are those are two extremes of a song right there, and that album shows the versatility and all those songs and what he was experimenting with were really good. And I mean Malibu is an amazing album. There's, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. So with this album, I can see why you can say it sounded it sounded the same a lot because it kind of did. I won't say exactly the same, but right. the mood was mm-hmm. so exact every time. Yeah. They just like I, I feel. I felt the same way just three minutes ago. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I was saying. I wanted I needed something a little bit like a switch up. Yeah, just yeah. that. And then we talked about King James, right? Yeah. And I think when I first heard it, I didn't like it, but it I works listened with the to album. it again. Yeah. And it flowed well. So I kinda like it a little bit yeah. more. And that's one thing, that's one reason why I love listening to albums. Because when when you listen to singles or or just a playlist, you don't get exactly a feel for how the song would sound in an overall mm-hmm. album. Because there's certain times, there's certain times, especially King J, I thought the track was just okay as well. Yeah. And then I hear it on the album, you're like, this actually, this shit rock. Yeah, I was, so I'm like, and then like the lyrics too, was, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, I see why he put this in here and I see in the whole like overall grand picture, yeah. I like it. I don't think that should have been the lead single. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have. Yeah. I think that the, the Andre one should have been the lead single. Yeah. But I can see why he wanted to keep that a surprise. Mm-hmm. Because it's Andre 2000. Andre <laughs> so, yeah. or the Smokey Robinson. I really like the Smokey Robinson. I forgot what that song was called. Um, what is it called? Uh, make it better. Yeah, make it better. I really like that song too. That song could also have been a um, a lead single. Mm-hmm. But you know, the album's really good. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you stream your music, YouTube. It's a sensational album. If I was to give it a rating in like my week of listening to it, I say it's a, a solid eight and eight out of ten. It's a really good album. It's very enjoyable. Malibu is the gold standard, and that's what he... That album's fantastic. Yeah. But don't get it twisted. Ventura is probably one of the best, the best, if not top five albums of the year so far, by far. Well, how would you rate it? Like out of the year or like just period? No, just like out of 10. Zero out of 10. I'd say the same eight. See? All right. See, all right. Now, <laughs> you know what's crazy? The what? Khaled album, Free Spirit... Uh-huh. I had this. I had the same criticism you had for it for the Ventura album. Really, a lot of the beats so, sound the same. Yeah, um... a lot. Like, even not even just mood. Like, the, um, I don't know if it, I can't. I can't exactly pinpoint it was drums or synthesizers, 
But whatever it was, I kept hearing the dun 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 dun, dun, dun so, uh, 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 and different melodies that same sounding sounding um beat er, instrument every time and like almost every song. Yeah, um, I don't know how I feel about this album. I don't say I wouldn't like it, but I do. Khalid. Yeah. Okay, I like his more R and B soul side, and I feel like he had a lot of pop songs in this album. Yeah. That I kind of really didn't, not that I didn't like, but I just wasn't, I guess I'm not used to hearing him being more pop. Yeah. So I guess it was just kind of new. So I think I'm going to have to give it another listen, honestly. Yeah. But I do like like his more R&B style. It's great. It's, I feel the opposite because his last album, wasn't American Dream or something like that? Uh, I think it was Teenage. Teenage. American Teen. American Teen, yeah. American Teen. I'm not the biggest fan of the album because I find the album really boring. And really slow. I could see that. I mean, I remember when Location came out, and, like, I had no idea who the artist was. I remember it popped up on, on my Pandora, and I was like, I love this song. Oh, yeah, like, that's a great song. Yeah. I love it. I also like yep. Young, Dumb, and Broke. Yeah, great song. Yeah. But overall, it's like, I don't think his voice is interesting enough to always be that slow. Sorry. To always be that slow consistently as like he was an American teen. Uh-huh. Even though it was like switch ups to Young Dumb and Free and Be and Location. Uh-huh. There were some slow songs. I'm like, man, I should play this shit. I'm trying to go to sleep. Cause this shit, I'm not, I yeah. can't sit here and listen to it. I w- can feel that. With this album, it was much more upbeat from the start. Like it, you can tell this was a whole different vibe to the point where I think it matched the album cover really well as well. This is where one of the times where cover art meets the matches the music because he's on top of a car I, that I don't know if it's Parker is driving but the colorway is really bright there's orange yellow I think there's some blue in there correct yep so like there's a lot of there's a lot of bright colors and he's smiling on the picture and throughout the album the song is really upbeat to the point where he sounds even when he's talking about bad luck the song bad luck mm-hmm. it just listening to the music and not the words it doesn't feel like it it felt like he's 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 it's the total opposite. Like he's had everything's just going perfectly fine, and that whole and I think that's what he I think that's one of the things he wanted to do with this album, where you know, it does it does it gives you that feeling of brightening up the day, and then when he's actually singing or his actual lyrics, you do tend to see a man who's struggling to be free. Now, I wish he did a little bit more creative things with his voice. I, like I said, I think that's one of my main criticisms with Khaled, which, mm-hmm. by the way, people say I look like, like him, which I find highly disrespectful. Highly disrespectful. No, his face more chubbier than yours. Yeah, yeah. the thing is, when I have a, when I have the fade, I think... I, the, maybe with the hair. Yeah. but I hate that compliment. I, <laughs> people think it's a compliment. I hate it so much. Oh, Jalen Brown. I get that one a lot, too. But anyway, um, I, that's what he wanted to do with the album in terms of, you know... Because you can see he was struggling to be free in kind of the beginning. Because some of the songs, I won't say they're depressing, mm-hmm. but they wasn't as happy as it sounded. And then as the album tr- um, progresses, you hear a man who's more, I mean, some of the vocals, hes I won't say he's like screaming in joy, but some of those notes he was hitting there, elongating it, and they lasted longer than some of the songs in the beginning. You can tell he's more comfortable in his in this position where he is and just feel like, you know, he just scream out on top of his lungs and just, I'm free. Yeah, and, um 
It says for the song Free Spirit, he says that it's a pivotal point of the album. Yeah. And he said it starts off a little dark and gets a little bit more lighthearted. Oh, shit. And he feel like Free Spirit is somewhere, is the start of where everything gets intense and more cinematic. See, and I didn't even, I didn't even know that. So like, yeah, I'm reading. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even read that interview. So like, damn, I'm good at this. So like, so I mean, I, I got the sense, and I think he perfect the cover art matches the music really well and this is i enjoy this album much more than his last one his ep his last ep was pretty good too but it was really similar to american teen as well in terms of mood so i'm glad he switched it up to the more pop song i feel like because because i don't think he's like i said i don't think his voice is interesting enough or strong enough to carry um like 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 an adele or even um a, a, a anderson pack where because like he doesn't have a unique voice at all, he, he can put anybody else on, on some of his songs, and it would be the same, if not probably be, a little bit worse. So, I think with these with the beat changes, um, with the different style being more popping up beat, it helps him because now he can just sing what he got, do what he got to do, but jump in the studio, record, sing it, and then the beat. I won't say it carries him, but it rides him a little bit. It, it gives him a, little, a bit more momentum when he is starting to do his vocals. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I'm not gonna say I don't like the album but i just think it was just something new that i'm not used to hearing from him so i think i'm gonna have to give it give it another listen honestly oh yeah i mean i mean it's a good album but overall it's been a really slow year so far well i won't say really slow but like a lot of the big names aren't dropping music as it was last year like i feel like last year every week he was somebody dropping an album in terms of r&b or hip-hop it's like this year has been kind of slow but next week that's going to change with schoolboy q dropping his album okay that and we, we got to talk about that album. That album. Have you heard None of Them Juice? I'll have to hear it. Okay. Have you heard Chopsticks? Chopsticks. Chop. No, okay. So, <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. That album, uh, Chopsticks, I like. A lot of people don't like it, but I like the song. None of Them Juice is really fucking good. So, on that album, he has Little Baby, Six Black. Um, six, oh, I can always say this nigga name wrong. Black. Mm-hmm. Um... Kid Cudi, Travis Scott, um, it's another name. There's a couple more names I'm missing. But anyway, that album's gonna be really enjoyable. Next week, that I, I I'm probably gonna proclaim that's probably gonna be one of the best albums of the year. I love Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q is just so fucking dope. His last album, Blank Face, was arguably the album of 2017. That album was phenomenal from beginning to end. But that's all we have for you guys today. Do you have anything to tell to the people? Anything to advertise or just talk to them? Mm, what's going on? Uh, PBG and Rampage has a Powder Puff game next Friday, April 26th from 3 to 5. Um, okay, that's early. Yeah, I'm about to say, that's when you know Avengers come out. That is. Avengers come out, y'all. I can't wait. Yeah. The Student Activity Center got free tickets, so make sure you check that out. My mom told me don't go because she want to go as a family when I get back home, so I got to wait. <laughs> I'm, I might see it anyway. Like, like, I'm, a lie. I'm a lie. I need to see that movie. I ain't going to lie. But, you know, that's all you got to tell them. Yeah. All right. Good God. luck with finals. Oh, yeah. Good luck with finals. Have a great day at work. If you're graduating, you're listening to this. Congratulations. You niggas finally made it. Congratulations. Um, anybody, if you're not even a student, you just have a job, you're just trying to find yourself, don't worry, man. Life. Life, life always gonna take you somewhere. Don't don't force anything. Just let it all grow organically. But with that, I hope Bell June. And since you are fluent Haitian Creole speakers right now, I truly do hope you have a great day. Great night. Sorry.